a three-day weekend every single week. This idea has grown in popularity for many businesses. The four-day school week is now being implemented by various school districts as well. Might it be the way of the future? Following the COVID pandemic, many school districts have struggled. There was a shortage of teachers, and student attendance has been on a downward trajectory. This has caused hundreds of school districts to implement a four-day school week. Those four days at school will be a little longer, but in return, Monday or Friday is a day off for students and teachers. This change has been well-received, and many view this as a great help for rural schools in particular. Whether your kids are attending school four days or five days a week, whether studying at home or outside the home, remind them that they should honor the Lord in all things. Yes, even in their schoolwork. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus And we're continuing in a series we started yesterday called Back to School, Back to Prayer. This might be a hectic time of the year. No doubt it is for you if there are children around. Chances are high that you might be listening to this program as you drop your kids off at school. What are you doing on your drive home? This may be a welcome moment of peace and quiet where you listen to some music or your favorite radio station. But I want to invite you to take a few moments of your commute, or whatever else you're doing, to pray for the children around you. It's a perfect time to do so. Yesterday, we spoke to Melissa Kruger. She's written a book called Five Things to Pray for Your Kids. And we considered the importance of praying for the children in our lives. And you know, this is something I think we all need to focus on. In a moment, Melissa will be back with us to share how the Lord answered a specific prayer in her family's life and how the Lord used that to encourage her to keep praying. And then we'll turn to God's Word to find encouragement to keep praying for our children. But first, we caught up with a praying mom. Her name is Chelsea Crouch, and she lives just outside of Savannah, Georgia, with her pastor, husband, and four children. We asked her to share how she remembers to pray for her kids and how she models praying for them. So I have a a card for each one of our four kids with their name. Um, Each of them, my husband and I kind of have chosen a, well, I'll say a life verse for them that we um, chose when I was pregnant. And so I have that verse on there. And then I just keep kind of a running list of things that I'm praying about for them. So sometimes I look at the cards and sometimes I I just leave them where they are and I just kind of pray for the kids without them, which means sometimes I pull the cards out and I see things that I wrote and forget that I had been praying for those things when I had written it down. And um, our youngest is almost three and has a pretty significant speech disorder, which we've known about for about a year. And so I have that on his card and I do pray for it often. But um, the other day I, I pulled out the cards and his name is Noah. And it says, you know, Noah, Lord, please open his mouth so that he can speak. Um and just just this past week, he said his name for the first time. Um, and he understands what we say, but just 
um, struggles to express it. And so just, just having that, writing it down and seeing it. And then when I read it, seeing, wow, like God, God can save my kids. We, we hope that he will bring salvation to them, but he can, he can truly do, um, all kinds of things, (laughs) but it's a blessing to see that I have been praying for that. And he, he is doing it. Chelsea Crouch in Georgia sharing how she prays for her four children. Isn't she right? It's good to teach our kids to take everything to the Lord. After this program, I want to send you a copy of a prayer guide that will help you pray for children around you, whether your own or the children of somebody else, maybe grandchildren. It's called Five Things to Pray for Your Kids. And you can do this, whether you're a grandfather like me or you're a homeschooling mom. It's a short, but it's a sweet book filled with scripture and prompts to pray that'll help you daily lift up to heaven the children in your life. And it's easy to use over and over again. So for your gift to the ministry, I want to send you five things to pray for your kids. The number to call after the program is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can go online and watch the video we posted with Melissa Kruger and check out the sample chapter. And then you can make your gift and ask for the book. They're at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now let's open the program with a song from the album Only a Holy God by City of Light. You, my God, have saved my soul. I am yours forevermore. I won't be moved of this, I'm sure. You, my God, and you saved my soul. i 
out from the grave I'm bursting out with songs of praise What once was dead is now alive You gave to me the breath of life You brought me up out from the grave I'm bursting out with songs of praise I'm bursting out with songs of praise I'm bursting out with songs of I'm sure you my God and you save my soul You my God have saved my soul City of Light and Saved My Soul here on a haven today called Back to School, Back to Prayer. Well, as I said a few moments ago, we began our week with Melissa Kruger talking about the importance of praying for our children and grandchildren. But you know, that's something I think we all need to focus on. Aunts, uncles, godparents, Sunday school teachers, the next generation is growing up before our eyes. And oh, how they need Jesus. It can be easy to set the things of the Lord aside, especially as we worry about getting school supplies in order or working on homework late into the evening and scramble across campus to pick up little ones. But in this back-to-school season, it's important to set time aside to talk to the Lord. Even if it's just for a few moments, there is no better way to grow in prayer than to keep on praying. Here again with me is Melissa Kruger. Melissa, the scripture's pretty clear about laying all our requests before the Lord, presenting them to them. Uh, sometimes maybe we think they're more important needs than the Lord thinks, but we're asked to take everything to him in prayer. Got an example from your life? Yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty huge win for us. Um, The first five years of our marriage, we moved a lot. My husband was in the ministry and so you're going to church and you switched churches and then we had moved and we had moved overseas. We were living in um, Edinburgh, Scotland, and we had our first baby there. And I desperately longed to live near family. Mm. Uh, You know, I wanted my kids to grow up near grandparents. And we were in a situation where international flying with a baby, you know, that is very, very difficult. And you will be a praying mother on an international flight. There is no other option because you will pray your child does not scream the whole flight. But um, (laughs) I can remember we were coming home. My brother lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I remember driving by Reform Theological Seminary. And just thinking, wouldn't it be amazing if you could get a job there? Like, wouldn't that just be, but you know, how would that ever happen? Like that would never happen because I mean, to live near family, to have my brother in town for my kids to get to grow up with their cousins. It almost seemed like that's too much to ask, Mm. you know, to have a situation like that. 
And what's amazing, um, Mike went to meet with Rick Canada, who used to be the chancellor of the institution, and they hit it off. And um, he had Mike come and be kind of an adjunct professor for a year. And after that, um, he hired him. And it felt like we had prayed and prayed and prayed just to get a professor job. Honestly, Not easy today. Like yes. A little bit of a miracle, sure. especially... Yeah, Mike was 30 at the time. He was a really young professor when he came. And um, what I can say I've gotten to see, and I haven't taken it for granted in all, we've been here now 21 years. Mm -hmm. And to watch my kids get to grow up with cousins in town, to watch my kids get to grow up with friends who I went to college with, um, that is so special. Every, every year of that feels like a gift from the Lord um, that I have celebrated because it was such a huge answer to prayer. And almost, I was almost afraid to pray for it because I didn't want to be disappointed. Mm. And it was just like the Lord said, no, you can ask me anything. You, you, you know, you can ask for the ice cream after dinner. <laughs> um, and that's what it felt, felt like. So I'm so thankful. With one child on the East Coast and one on the West Coast, and I'm a few hours away on the West Coast, maybe I should start praying that prayer, too. That sounds like a pretty <laughs> good prayer to pray. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Charles. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, a program called I Pray the Lord Their Soul to Keep. And, you know, I think when we hear Melissa talking about her prayers, it tugs on a heartstring when you hear that. We all have needs and desires. That's part of what it means to be human, after all. And I believe that one of the things we don't consider enough is how the Bible tells us we should pray. This is true when it comes to praying for our children and grandchildren as well. For one thing, when we see the story of Scripture and the fact that it's all about Jesus, we realize how much we should pray for the salvation of our kids. I want you to listen to the Apostle Paul's words found in Ephesians 2. You've heard this before, but we need to remind ourselves in relationship to our kids that are around us. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. By grace, through faith, God's gift, that's our salvation. And you know, these verses that I just quoted remind me of a very special memory from my own family. It was many years ago, but I still remember it like yesterday. I'm sure most believing parents can relate when you're a Christian parent and you seek to raise up your child in the gospel, you want them to know who God is, who Jesus is, what he has done. That's one of the greatest desires of your heart. And so my wife and I always read scripture with our children. Sometimes there were other books too, like C.S. Lewis and his Narnia Tales, but we always had time together in God's word, the Bible, every single night. I'll never forget when we lived in Philadelphia, and one of our young children came to me, and he was crying. For whatever reason, the Spirit had really gotten hold of him that night. He was convicted. He even told me, Daddy, I'm a sinner. And he said that through tears. We lived in a three-story house at the time. I went and found Janet, and we sat with him on the steps leading up to his third-floor bedroom he shared with his brother. 
and what a conversation it was. We talked to him about how he wasn't too young to have Jesus abiding in him and to be saved. He told us about how he had heard about the gospel again recently in Sunday school, and he had heard us talking about it before so many times. It reminded me of my own younger days, when I was only five years old. The Spirit was already reaching in and stirring my heart, even though I don't think I was saved until I was 16. And the Holy Spirit was at work in our young child even then. He committed his life to Jesus that night. I believe by grace he was saved through faith in Jesus Christ. I think we all have a temptation as parents. We tend to think that our children will come to faith if we are perfect parents. But that isn't possible, is it? Janet and I certainly weren't perfect parents. Neither are you. In fact, there haven't been any perfect parents at any time on this earth. The very first parents were Adam and Eve, after all. So the salvation of our children is not up to us, just like our own salvation was not up to us. No one is saved because they've earned it. We're only saved by God's grace because of what Jesus earned for all who trust in him. And that's why imperfect parents like you and me can pray to the Lord that he will save our imperfect children. We can pray that they realize that salvation is by faith alone in Jesus Christ, not by any works that they can perform. And we can pray that because of their faith in Christ alone, that the Spirit will work in them to produce then good works to God's glory. And doesn't that remind you of another one of Paul's letters? I'm thinking of his letter to the Galatians, in particular, chapter 5. You've probably heard these familiar words as well, and they remind us to pray that God will fill our children with spiritual fruit. Let me read it to you. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, and this is where we're getting to the children especially, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and even self-control. Against such things, Paul said, there is no law. Now, it's really quite obvious, I think, when you read this passage or any passage like this, that there are two ways to go. Those who know the Lord and are trusting in Jesus as their Savior, they're still tempted by the flesh, but that old part of us that is still sinful. But the Holy Spirit works in the children of God. So as you pray for the salvation of the children around you and your life, pray that the Lord would do what he's promised to do not only to save those who call upon his name from wrath and judgment, but also that he would grow them in godliness, that the Holy Spirit would form a Christ-like character within them. I think one of my favorite psalms has to be Psalm 121. It reminds us that God watches over us, and we can use that psalm to pray that Jesus will watch over our children. I lift up my eyes to the mountains... Where does my help come from? 
My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Being a parent can be a hard thing, wonderful as it is. We don't have an owner's manual to tell us which decisions to make all day long, but we do have a wonderful, gracious God. We can turn to him and know that he is our refuge. He is our perfect father who loves us and hears us, and we can pray that he will lead us and guide us as we interact with the next generation. And we can trust him. Jesus lived, died, and rose again. And all who call on his name, what? Shall be saved. Won't you join me in praying together that the next generation calls on the Savior? I lift my eyes and see I need not be Based on Psalm 121, that's sovereign grace, and he will keep you. We've been talking about the importance of praying for the kids in our lives. 
But let me say that when you do pray for them, something will happen to you. Yes, I know looking at our world today, it feels like a scary place. That's because it is. But when we bring the kids in our lives before our loving and holy and sovereign God, you too will be encouraged and reminded that God is in control and holds you in his hands as well. So let me challenge you the way I've been challenged this week. Let's start praying for our kids. They really need it. And so do we. And that's why Melissa Kruger put together a unique book that we have for your gift called Five Things to Pray for Your Kids. It's a short and helpful book with 21 key areas to be praying about their spiritual growth, as well as their growing in Christ and their character. And each area has five short prayer prompts drawn straight from the Bible. This is even a great book to read in line waiting to pick up your kids after school. You can read this book over and over to pray for the children around you and get ready to see how the Lord will work in their lives as well as yours. I want to send you five things to pray for your kids by Melissa Kruger right away for your gift to the ministry. Just give us a call at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or take a look at the sample chapter and see for yourself how easy this book is to use. And then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And a quick reminder, we still have War and Grace for your gift to the ministry. Read 13 real stories about Christians whose lives were changed during the great wars of the last century. Ask about it when you call or read more about it online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again together, we'll be sharing the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Hard work is hard work. It's a saying you don't hear too often anymore as the sweat and splinters of manual labor are less and less common among the young generations, but it still rings true. Hard work is hard work. Rest is hard work. How do I know? Joshua and the Israelites. In chapter 22, verse 3, Joshua reminds the Israelites that they have received rest finally. After all those years of wandering, years of battling with enemies, they finally made it. Jesus Christ, after his toil on the cross, finally gave us rest too. Hard work is hard work, but it brings us rest, rest in Christ, and finding rest from all our hard work. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.